And I am going to give you some words of wisdom as you move forward in life together and also uh, doing your show. First of all, never forget, and this is important, life's tough, get a helmet. Secondly, I'm going plays with squirrels because we need it all right here. Tanya Allen, you can call me plays with. John, it's still Mr. Squirrels. Lose one friend. Lose all friends. Lose yourself. And this is the third one I'm going to give you. I think you've already figured this out. When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. Hello class, open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 5, Episode 20, Chapter Titled. Starry Night. I'm Alden. I'm Tanya. I'm the boy. I'm the girl. And what you just heard. What, what, what are you talking about? What you just heard. You the listener, not you the Tanya. Oh, I was about to say, all I heard was you making jokes before the episode started. Tanya is incapable of thinking about <laughs> how the listener feels in any situation. Um, what you just heard, you the listener, not you the Tanya, was the greatest message that's ever existed in the history of the internet. Ever. Ever. Yeah. The history. Right. That's what I said. Uh-huh. Um, what you heard was just a clip of the full, Tanya, what, what, what's, what is it? So... <laughs> trying to get you involved here. A couple days ago, we got a message from one of our listeners, one of our group members, so many of you Friend know him and have spoken with him regularly in our Facebook group, John Asby. He sent us a message... And was like, here, thanks for the podcast. And we opened it up. And it was just a link. So, like, I saw it and I was like, damn, John Asby got hacked. And it sent me a message and I was like, uh-uh. But then I saw, like, a little face on the on the preview icon and I was like, oh, what? Um, so, Alden clicked on it and he downloaded an app. Cameo. And he opened it up and I came in and we watched it together just the, the the details that you feel like are important to this story. Anyway. Well, he downloaded an app. What he had to do is he had to go into the Google Play Store. What was it? It was a message mm-hmm. from Wilfred L. to us. To us. Not us, the listener. Us, the Alden and Tanya. Yeah. The, to the boy podcast. Meet, to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. Which he said is a wonderful title. But also a very long one. Yes. He said it's a mouthful. He said that. He's right. It's true. Yeah. But it's also wonderful. You know, he is very smart. It took us three years, two years, to release our first two episodes because we couldn't say the name. (laughs) (laughs) And then finally, we got the name down. Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. And now we can't say Boy Meets World. It's true. But Wilfred L., Got it immediately. Said the whole thing. Might have been a little bit labor intensive for him, but he got it. But he, it was so cool. It was really cool. It was the coolest message 
And even like, so I talked to John a little bit about it afterwards, and John said that you don't really get to give them too much information. So you don't really know how, which way they're going to go with it. And he just, like, he went all out. He It was such a fun message. It was very, like, personal and personable. And, like, he was just, like, showing us things in his kitchen. He's like, oh, you see my kitchen back here. Like, I don't know. It was so perfect in every way. And... We hopefully will be sharing it with you guys in the group on Monday. Yeah, by the time you hear this, it's on our Facebook page. It's on our Twitter. Right. Um, and if if you're listening to this far off in the future, uh, just ask us for it because we're going to have it with us at all times at the ready. We I've tried showing it to our kids who have watched episodes of Boy Meets World, so they do recognize him as Eric. Um and Caden said, I would be freaking out if it was someone I thought was famous. Wow. <laughs> because he doesn't he doesn't understand that even outside of Boy Meets World, Wilfred L's such a cool guy. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to one of my friends about it, and he said, wow, that's so cool. Can you imagine if they got Topanga to do it? And I was like, no, you don't understand. Like, you don't listen to my show. My friend does not listen to <laughs> None my of show. Our friends listen no. to our show. <laughs> so you don't know the evolution that we've had over the course of the last two and a half years mm-hmm. in that Eric is by far the best person that could have given us a shout out. Right. I mean... And the fact that, like, outside of Boy Meets World, we love things that he's involved yeah. with. So, it's, I don't know. It was so perfect. It was perfect in every way. John, thank you so, yes. so much. John, you are amazing. Thank you. It's incredible that anybody would think uh, about us to do anything, <laughs> let alone right. something that epic. Yeah, it was we have carried it with us through a couple hardships over the past few days. And it's just nice. It's just nice to know we have it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, We're so just anyway. still riding that high. We are. Like, <laughs> we don't have an intro this week. This is our. This is what we're talking about. Yeah, what have you done this week? What well, have you been up to? Well, let me tell you about this message I got from <laughs> Wilfred L. That John Espy messaged me. I got that too. What have you done this week? That's exactly what I've done this week, too. I got a message from John Asby, and it was a message from Will Friedle. What have you been watching this week? Just that message by <laughs> Will Friedle. You guys should binge watch that message from Will Friedle. <laughs> that's our new recommendation. Binge watch the message from Will Friedle that's in our Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> uh, and we'll talk about it in the group next week. That's our episode. Also, he said in it, he said... I'm going to check out your show. And I don't know if that's true, Will. I don't feel like that's true. (laughs) But if so, don't listen to the first 10 episodes. (laughs) and Skip to season two when we have a different theme song. And know that you're our favorite. Yes. Anyway, you know what else we did? What did we do? We watched Boy Meets World, Season 5, Episode 20, an episode actually devoid of Will Friedle. I know, he wasn't even in it, but, you know, luckily, we have that message, so we could just... That's true. We could just bring him into this episode. That is, so this is (laughs) so ridiculous that we're, like, so excited about this, but... This is the perfect week for this message mm-hmm. because we didn't get him in our episode, but we still had him in our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
uh, we're dumb, but it's so wonderful. Dumb, but so excited. Um, Tanya. Yes. All right. Now let's get to the meat of this sandwich. Mm-hmm. Blurb, meet up. <laughs> okay. The blurb for season five, episode 20, Starry Night is Topanga meets a new guy. Not quite as exciting as a message from Will Friedle, but it'll do. Yeah, I'm still waiting for the rest of the blurb. That's it. That's what it's five words. And you know how I know that? How do you know that? Because when you asked me if I had written the blurb down, I was like, yeah, it was like two words. And then I looked down at my paper and I realized it was five. I didn't even have to count them. Um, this episode was directed by Jeff McCracken. Okay. 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 And it was written by Barry Safchik. Who's Barry Safchik? Oh. Does he do, has he done anything else? Does he do any more Boy Meets World? He's, he has not done Boy Meets World before. He has not done Boy Meets World before. Um, what else has he done? He has, well, so I don't consider producing the same, right? Right. No. What has he written? So he has he re- he ended up writing four episodes of Boy Meets World. Okay. Um, and he wrote a few other things. He wrote five episodes of Weeds. Oh. Um, he did. He hasn't written a lot. He's produced a lot. He wrote two episodes of Ten Things I Hate About You. The which show you love. Yes, I love that. No, show. No, he wrote two episodes of the movie. I'm gonna punch you. That show is so good. Like I have rewatched that show probably six times since it came out. It was devastating. When ABC Family canceled that, it was such a good show. He wrote Anyways, one episode of My Little Pony Friendship is Magic, which you think is the best. That's show. not true. I do think it's a good show, but you can't say that anymore because I don't know. People get weird about it. It was a good show. It was so good, and you love Terry Strong. Um, and he wrote three episodes of Grace, Grace and Frankie. Hmm. Anyway, which we tried. Now for that, uh, after our deep dive on Barry Safchik. Safchik. Uh, he also wrote a very interesting episode of Boy Meets World that I cannot wait to talk about, but we have so much to say about it. So Tanya, classroom or not, where do we start? Is it the classroom? It is not the classroom. What? We're not in the classroom. What? Do you want to know where we are? Yeah. So we start out. All that excitement, only to be outdone by a non-classroom episode. So we start out kind of zooming in to a playground and then... A mother playing with her kid. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, okay. So I wrote playground. But then we're not on the playground. We're just like on a park bench. We're on a park bench where the boys are watching a playground (laughs) wistfully. Of children. Of children and their mothers. (laughs) Yes. Um, And so Corey and Sean are sitting on a park bench and, um, you know, they're like talking or whatever. And Sean is just like, you know, Corey, I'm just so proud of you. You've gone like. He says, we've been here for more than a minute and you haven't brought up. And then Corey's like, you know what this reminds me of? And Sean's just like, oh, here we go. And Corey starts going back when I was like five years old on the monkey bars. And there's no way to audibly do this justice, but Sean is be- back behind him, mouthing the words as he's saying them. And doing and- the arm gestures exactly the same as Corey tells the story of 
meeting Topanga on the monkey bars because he was afraid to get down and she gave him the courage to get down. And sure, he had a little bit of torn cartilage, but it was that day that he knew that he had found his playground playmate for life. And Sean mimics the entire thing. And I was like crying, laughing. And the first time Alden missed most of it because he was typing. And I was like, did you see this? And he's like, yeah. I was like, no, but did you see this? And then I had to rewind it because it's so comedically perfect. It is. It is very funny. Um, But so Sean is like, I am so over this, whatever. And then (laughs) a child, a little girl, maybe four, maybe walks past them. Starts running by. Yeah. And Corey looks at her and yells, Tabanga! And gets (laughs) up and she screams and goes, Mommy! And runs away. And Sean grabs Corey and was like, that's it. You are being ridiculous. And he's like, you know, you've got to snap out of this. You've got to do something about it. And Corey is just like, oh, like, should have gone to the museum. Topanga's Topanga was supposed to go to the museum with me today. I waited online for tickets all day for her. And Sean's like, you were the only person waiting. Yeah. And he goes... Do you think she went without me, Sean? And Sean goes, no, you're there with her right now. <laughs> <laughs> Which was very me. Like, that's the kind of thing I say to people all the time. It is. And uh, but Sean tells him, like, Angela went with her. Yeah. Angela went with her. Corey was so excited that he was uh, uh, the only guy in line. And he's like, just like our and or Sean says, just like our ancestors, I don't care about the arts. And then it cuts to... The museum. The museum. But it's a picture, like an old sepia-toned picture that looks like the Newsies. And it looks like Sean and Corey as Newsies. Um, But it is... um, Topanga and Angela are like reading the plaque at the bottom. And it says... Silas Matthews and Ebenezer Hunter, like founding members of such and such. I don't remember what it was the founding members of, but um, so they're like looking at it and they're like looking at it really weird because Topanga is like, I shouldn't have come here. Everything reminds me of Corey, even this. And Topanga or Angela is just looking at it like, obviously, it reminds you of Corey. Like it looks just like Corey. Well, but then Angela is like, you know what? This is better than the monkey bar story. And Topanga's like, oh, the monkey bars. Did I ever tell you about the first time that I saw Corey? And Angela starts mimicking Topanga the way that Sean was mimicking Corey as Topanga's telling the same story. Mm -hmm. But Topanga, like, turns around and catches her. And she's like, what are you doing? And they walk off. Yeah, well, and she says, like, you know what? I'm just going to forget about it. Right. And they talk about, like, the emotion of the paintings or whatever. And Angela goes, you want to... Talk about emotion. Look at that emotion coming this way. Mm-mm. Yeah. And she's like staring at him and he's this guy. And she's like, he could make me forget my name. And he comes over and she's like, hi, I'm Nancy or something. Mm-hmm. And he goes, are you Topanga? And she's like, no, 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 sorry. It's, it's Angela. And I have a boyfriend. And he's like, no, I'm looking for Topanga. And um, Topanga's like, yeah, I'm Topanga. Have we met? And he was like, well, I mean, you only changed my life when I was six years old. And she's like, what? I'm sorry. I don't remember you. And he was like, when we were six, 
you ended my little league career by throwing a fastball at my butt cheek and it gave me the courage to become an artist. Yeah, because he said, I realized I would never be a sports star. Mm-hmm. Because at six years old, she ended his little league career. Mm-hmm. Um, so now he's an artist. And I get he's... it. Have you ever been hit with a fastball? No. No. that Because that... I knew I was an artist from the time I was born, and I never tried sports. That ended my little league career, too. <laughs> I got hit with a fastball and then was afraid of baseballs for the rest of my life. So then you played softball. Well, no. Then I played soccer. Oh, because that didn't do any damage at all. What were we talking about? <laughs> so the guy who comes up is a very pretty guy. His name in real life is Jonathan Jackson, who I knew like the moment he came on the screen. From because... the Mighty Ducks? No, that's Joshua Jackson, who is also a very good Jackson. From Dawson's Creek? No. That's also Joshua Jackson, who is a very good Jackson. From... But if you had asked me during this time, in 1998, who my favorite Jackson was, it would have been Jonathan Jackson. As an adult, it's Joshua Jackson, hands down. But as a 17-year-old, it was most definitely, I guess I was like 15 at this point. It was definitely, definitely Jonathan Jackson. People told me I looked like Joshua Jackson so much when I was a kid. That's crazy. Yeah. You look like Jason Bateman. People say that now, too. Yeah, you definitely do. I don't see it. Um, you also did... Never mind. There are a few people you look like. You never see it ever. But um, Jonathan Jackson was most prob- most known for Tuck Everlasting. With Rory Gilmore. I can't remember her name all of a sudden. It's driving me crazy. It's Lorelai. No. Alexis Bledel. Tug Everlasting. That was Jonathan Jackson. Um, but I saw him. If I hear the word Jackson one more time in this I episode, saw him in a movie um, on, I guess it was like Fox Family at the time, back in the S Club Seven Days. And it was called Prisoner of Zenda. And I loved this movie so, 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 so much. I remember watching it a few times when I, when I was babysitting because I wouldn't have been allowed to watch it um, because my mom was crazy. But that's what I remembered him from. I was obsessed with him. And then came Deep End of the Ocean and Tuck Everlasting. Those of you who think something's wrong with our episode and think that I made an editing error, just know that what I did was I made an editing choice, and I bleeped out four minutes of Tanya talking about Joshua Jackson, Jonathan Jackson. Did you really just do that? Guess you'll have to find out tomorrow. You did just do that. (laughs) Yeah. Again. Jonathan Jackson. Bleep. (laughs) Okay, so he is playing Ricky, who... I guess Topanga changed his life at the age of six. So Topanga's out there like on playgrounds and on baseball fields, just changing boys' lives. Yeah. Uh, he talks to her, like they talk about the Van Gogh stuff, the Van Gogh exhibit. Um, and she's like, I promise to never hit you on the tush again. And he's like, well, I promise to show you the passion of the Van Gogh exhibit or something. And then somehow not showing his tush was in there and Angela's like well you can show me Mm -hmm. and then um he says to Topanga like let's go look at the exhibit together and um Topanga's like I don't know and Angela's like oh you should go look at that painting over there called 
girl, a good looking guy is wanting to take you out, go with him or something like that. And so like off they go and Angela looks very excited for them. Um, and they go and they start looking at paintings together and they're kind of talking about the different paintings. And then, um, one of them they start talking about and Ricky is like, well, this one's, this one's good, but it's not my favorite. It's my second favorite. And she's like, oh, well, what is your first favorite? And he's like, have you ever heard of Starry Night? <laughs> you know, the obscure painting that no one has ever heard of by mm-hmm. Van Gogh. Like, yeah. this is not like some obscure deep thing. Like, it's a painting that you can buy for $17 at any poster shop. A 17-year-old artist absolutely thinks that this is a profound and deep thought. At 17, I thought I was blowing people's mind by playing them uh, Nevermind by Nirvana. Like, <laughs> Yeah, but like everyone has seen Starry Night by Van Gogh. It's just everywhere. Yeah, but that's what teenagers do when they're trying to date people. They act like everything they think is so interesting and profound. Have you ever heard of it? Because for them, like, they didn't know about it until they did. So they think that, like, oh, everyone else needs to go through this feeling that I just went through where I experienced it for the first time. Mm, I see. I grew up with Van Gogh, like, everywhere Mm. in my house. Like, my mom, my sister, like, they all loved it. And it's great. It's just maybe because it was so common to me, I looked at this part and I'm just like... Um, have you ever heard of it? No, never. Like, Topanga's at a museum and she's never heard of Starry Night, the painting. Um, so they start talking about it. They go look at it. And he starts talking about what it means to him. And it starts, like, speaking to Topanga's soul. And you can see her just, like, falling in love with his words. And he's like, I think this, you know, it says something about God. And... She's like, well, they they do say that Van Gogh found religion right around this time. And he's like, yes, he put his heart and his soul and he put it into this painting. And she's just like taken aback. Like, how could he speak so lovely about this painting? And then he was like, yeah, it's by Nirvana. (laughs) (laughs) So... He go. He says something like, oh, I could talk about this painting all day. The security guard says, you did. It's The museum is closing <laughs> now. That security guard is so annoyed with these kids. He's like, that's not even the real painting. <laughs> right. This is the gift shop. <laughs> right. Um, so they have to leave. It's the end of the day. But he says, like, this was amazing. Would you go out to dinner? I also forgot to mention that as they're going from painting to painting, Angela is like creeping Mm. behind them and you're watching her like react to their conversation. But it is so funny. Well, and he says like the, 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 the artist thing where the, the 17 year old artist thing where he's like, do you want to actually talk about the starry night painting or do you want to go outside and talk about a real starry night? Um, and then he starts saying, like, we should go get dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's just like, look, you know, I don't know if I should go on a date with you. Um, My she head's in a real place, she says. Yeah. And she doesn't explain that she was in love before, that she was just getting out of a really bad relationship or anything. She just says, like, it's not a good time. And he was like, okay, all right. So... 
tomorrow at 8 p.m. I'm going to be at such and such restaurant. And she's like, oh, the French Bistro? And and he's like, yeah. And we're going to sit at the same table. And you can look at your menu. And if you decide that you want to be on a date with me, look up. And if you don't decide you want to be on a date with me and you want to just keep it as like friends having dinner, then you can just keep looking down and order your dinner and whatever. But like, we can still hang out together. It's fine. How did you feel about what he was saying? I think he's full of shit. I think he's full of shit too. And that whole thing actually bothered me a little bit. I didn't know if people would think like, oh, that's cute. Because th- the the crowd does go, aww. I think it's 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 light manipulation. You know what I mean? Like, but it's definitely still manipulation. And right. I, I do think it would have worked very easily on any 17-year-old. Well, that's the like, point. Yeah. Like, the same way you're saying, you know, the artist, like, says all of these things that he thinks are deep and whatever, like, he makes it sound like he's like, you know what, it's fine. I understand you. I understand that you don't want to go on a date, but I really want to get to know you better. So, like, let's do it this way. No, like, you're still going on a date. BTW, if you look at me at all, it's a date. Like, (laughs) right. right. It's a little... We're on a date all the time. Because we're looking at... We're on a date right now. Yeah, we are. We're looking at each other. Yeah, you And now I'm looking at my paper, so we're not on a date anymore. dating your paper? And now I'm looking at you again. Back on the date. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Angela was watching. He walks away. Angela's like, or Topanga says, should I? And Angela's like, "Uh, should you? Yes, I'm telling you, you should. Um, And Topanga says, well, if I go out with him, though, like, doesn't that mean that Cor and I really are finished? And and Angela says, yeah, basically, but like, you guys are finished. Right. And he's like, She's like a really good looking guy who's into the same things as you, who's who's passionate. Like you obviously were swept off your feet. Why is this difficult for you? And like, Topanga says, I'm not letting anyone sweep me off my feet until I give Corey a chance to tell me how he feels about this painting. So let me just hash this out real quick. Uh-huh. Topanga treats uh-huh. Corey like complete and utter shit. Yes. For what, I don't even know how long it's been now. It could have been months. It could have been a few months. Um, And she all of a sudden is like, okay, so now another person is interested in me. So now I'm going to go to Corey, who has been dealing with this in a very difficult manner. He's been through drinking. He's had emotional breakdowns. Like, he's told me over and over again how much he loves me. And I have turned him down over and over again. I've treated him like garbage. I have manipulated him through this entire thing. But now that another guy likes me a little bit, I think I'm going to go to Corey and give him another chance. Let's get into that a little bit because that's what happens. Corey and Mm -hmm. Topanga walk in the museum hand in hand, beeline straight to the Starry Night painting, the, Mm -hmm. the obscure Van Gogh Starry Night painting. Uh, they walk hand in hand and like walk straight to it. Corey goes, Topanga, what are you doing? And she says, how do you feel about this painting? And he says, what are you doing right now? This is weird. And she says, I need to know how you feel about this painting. Well, and she's saying like, what do you see in this painting? And he says, what is this a test? And she says, yes, big test, important test, go. And Corey's like, how could you reduce our relationship to this test? 
about what I see in a painting. Like, that doesn't even matter. What should matter is what I see in you and what you see in me. And she flies off the handle in the middle of the museum. It's like, what I see in you? What I see in you? Like, all I know is that you spent all night talking to another girl. And then the next morning, you kissed her. That's what I see in you. Just, ugh. And she says, I don't know how you can do that and still think you have feelings for me. And he says, I did and I do. And he's like, you don't get to tell me how I feel about you. Also, I didn't kiss her. She kissed me. And she goes, oh, and I bet you just moved away, didn't you? What did you do to stop it? Which I would like to say, this is another one of those moments where I was like, we see this so much with girls in media and in in real life, like where men are blaming the girls, where they're like, what did you do to stop it? Or what did you do to bring this on? Mm -hmm. And it really hit me. It's so good for me personally to see that guys are treated like this too. Like, because this is something that girls deal with, like in an obvious manner all the time. And we don't, as women, we don't think of men as having to deal with the same things all the time as we do. And this is a very obvious example of that, where she's saying, like, what did you do? What did you do to stop it? You obviously wanted it. And he's like, okay, sure. Yeah, you're right. I was like, baby, sweetie, come over here and give me a big old kiss and ruin the relationship that I have with the person that's the most important to me. You're right, Topanga. That's exactly what happened. So she, she, or he says, look, like things just don't happen for no reason. Or, And she says, well, I agree. And he says, well, this happened to teach me something now that I know that I love you. Like, I, and I could never love anyone else like that's what I know right now and I think you need to realize that uh well no that doesn't happen yet right Right. like they look at the painting well and what he says he says like this is this um situation didn't happen for no reason it was here to teach me something and it taught me that I love you more than I could ever love anyone else and he says that and her response is what do you see in this painting and he yeah. like turns and he looks and he's just like, <sighs> it's an attack. And she immediately is like, um, what? Like, you're wrong. Right. And he's like, it's an attack. And she says, well, well what about, what about, what about God, God and, and his relationship with people? And he's like, oh, uh, uh, I was just getting to that um, because now he is taking the test, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says, like, I see a God who's very upset with some with people who who are treating people that love them very poorly. And he has just decided it's the end of the world. And I agree. And she goes off. She's very disappointed in his answer. Yeah. As if art isn't subjective. Right. And meant to be... Um, determined by the person who's viewing it um she's just like well what it is Corey, is god is protecting the people in this little town and they come out of their houses and look up at the sky and they know that god is protecting them first of all i could see way more Corey's side 
in that painting than Topanga's. In no part of that painting does it look like there's going to be like people waking up and stretching and yawning coming out of their houses and being like, this tumultuous looking sky is God protecting us. I mean, yes, but that's her opinion. Well, no, it's not. It's uh, Jonathan Jackson's opinion. Right. It's Ricky's Ricky's opinion. opinion. But Corey's just like, it's just a painting and Topanga says it's a masterpiece well he says how can you expect me to see anything good right now when Mm -hmm. I'm feeling so bad in my heart and she says but it's it's he says this is just a painting like we we have our real lives and she says it's a masterpiece and he says we're a masterpiece and um he says like I know that now like we are meant to be and I understand that now and it seems like you don't understand that yet, so you might need to go out and figure that out. Um, Which, this was everything we've been wanting Corey to say for... Years at this point, ever since the kiss with, what's her name, Missy? True, but at least like a month and a half of episodes, mm-hmm. we have been like so frustrated with Corey. Yeah. Um, oh, and Topanga, but... I think it, there's a lot of frustration with Topanga, but the fact that there's never been communication about what really happened is very frustrating. Right. Um, but Corey said everything that we thought he should have said from the beginning, and she still is just like, let me manipulate you. Mm. Like, she brought him to this museum. She gave him hope. Like, right. They had she to clearly, have, like, traveled there together. They traveled together. They walked in hand in hand. She clearly didn't explain it to him throughout this entire thing until they get to the painting, and she t- says, tell me how you feel. Like, um, that was probably, I don't know, let's say they rode a bus or whatever. That's probably 45 minutes at least. Yeah, and if not go- even 15 minutes. Of like- him going, what is she doing? Like, we're, she's finally decided that she wants to be with me? Right. Anyway, so we cut to dinner. Yes, we're at, at the, the little, little French bistro. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously Topanga is already looking up. She like, looked at him. It must be a date. Right. They're on a date and they're talking. Topanga's really happy, it seems. Um, Ricky is coloring with crayons that are in a cup and um, asking Topanga like about different things and He's telling her about the fact that his parents are cool with him going to Paris to, like, study art randomly. And she's like, I thought my parents were the only people that would be okay with doing that. And he's like, well, what do you mean? And she's like, well, my mom got a job in Pittsburgh. And right before I moved there, I decided I couldn't leave. So they let me stay with my aunt. That's not how that went. Yeah, that's when... She moved to Pittsburgh. That's when Tanya turned to me and said, that's not how that went. And I was like... (laughs) I'm not Topanga. (laughs) Like, she moved to Pittsburgh. All her stuff was gone. She moved to Pittsburgh, and then she, like, hitchhiked all the way back to Philadelphia, which I still say was not that far. Like, it's still in the same state. And then, after a lot of coercion... She's relating it to him going to Paris. Yes. (laughs) It's a two-hour drive. Right. And then, like, she almost didn't even get to stay. Her boyfriend's parents helped convince her aunt that she needed to stay. And then her aunt convinced her parents. Like, it was not like a, well, you know, my parents are super cool. I told them I wasn't going to Pittsburgh. And they were like, okay, fine. You can go stay with your aunt instead. 
this is the point where Tanya starts to hate Ricky so much mm -hmm. because he, she's like, what have you been painting over there? And he lifts up, like he rips off a piece of paper and holds it up to her and he goes, I've been painting these flowers for you. Uh, and sh she's like, oh my God. And he says, yeah, I know you were talking about irises and I wanted to make you some irises. And Tanya was like, those aren't irises, are they? And then she rewound the episode, <laughs> sat at the front of the bed so she could see the irises or not irises better, saw them and said, those aren't irises. This is very important. <laughs> they weren't, though. They were definitely not irises. Anyway, he says, like, yeah, I've been thinking about you all day. You know, some things are just meant to be. Um... Things don't happen for no reason, which is what Corey had said earlier. And she's like, oh, no, what did you just say? And he says, things don't happen for no reason. And she's like, you're right, they don't. And then he leans forward and she's like, oh, you're going to kiss me well, now. Well, she says, these kinds of things are meant to teach us something. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, you're about to kiss me, aren't you? And then he does. They kiss. And everyone's like, woo. And then I think she says something after that. I don't think so. No? No. We just, just go straight to the hallway. Hallway. Where um, Sean is like getting aggressive with Angela about the fact. So much episode left. It doesn't feel like it. Okay. Um. So Sean is getting like aggressive with Angela about the fact that she let Topanga go on a date. And Angela's like, um, I didn't let her go on a date. I told her to go on the date. And Sean says... Um, you know, we've been in a relationship for a while. There's supposed to be a point where you like show each other other sides of yourselves, right? So I'm going to show you what it would look like if I was mad. As if. At this point, I looked at all and I was like, two episodes ago, he shoved her into the wall while he was drunk. Like, I think he's shown his other side. At uh, one point in our podcast history, we vowed to not speak to each other during the episode <laughs> so that we could just... Figure out how we feel as we record. Alden is very good at keeping promises. Uh -huh. And I can't not react to things. Mm -hmm. I react less. I react way less than when we're watching other stuff. That's true. Which at this point, I do feel like every time I watch anything, I'm dissecting it as if I had a podcast about it. Mm, yeah. So I talk a lot through everything because yeah. I dissect everything because I have a podcast where I dissect a TV show. But when we're t well, like when we're watching the episode, I maybe say two things. <laughs> this time I think I said three, and sat at the end of the bed and rewound <laughs> the episode twice. Um, so uh, anyway, Sean and Angela have like a heated argument, mm -hmm. and Sean is like, "Look, and that's how I look when I'm angry." And she, Angela goes, "Well, this is what I look like when I'm being practical." They broke up. Yeah. And they have a whole conversation about the fact that, like, Sean needs to stop being so obsessed with it. And Angela is just like, it's fine for her to date. Like, Corey went out with another girl and Topanga went out with another guy. There is no big deal here. Stop making a big deal out of it. And this. Angela says, like, even if they're great together, they're stuck and they need to figure this out. Mm -hmm. uh, which is true. Mm -hmm. So we go to the classroom classroom or not finally finally we're in the classroom it's mr feeney's classroom and topanga like 
like runs up next to Angela as they go into the door of the classroom. And she's like, I have to talk to you. Something incredible happened. And Angela's like, oh, my God, did you kiss? Did he kiss you? And Topanga's like, yes. And Angela's like, okay. And she's like, I'll, it was the, it was like the best, the most thing important ever. kiss that I've ever had. And Angela turns to Sean, who's right behind her and is like, they're over. And Corey is right behind Sean, I guess, doesn't hear any of this, <laughs> even though they're yeah. like two feet away from each other. And um, Sean looks so upset and they all sit down at their desks and Mr. Feeney comes out. And he's like, congratulations, class. You've officially finished reading any Shakespeare for your senior year. And Tanya went, woo. <laughs> and uh, he went, oh, I didn't know you guys loved Shakespeare so much. I guess we can do one more. And the class groans. And he's like, just kidding. That was a very he good bit. He says psych. That was a good bit, Mr. Feeney. He said psych. Okay, still a good bit. Yeah. Um, so... He asks Sean, Mr. Hunter, for his favorite passage in all of the Shakespeare plays. Well, in Tain. In, in Tain. <laughs> in Tain and the Membrane. In Antony and Cleopatra. And Sean reads, um, I think it was, though it be honest, it's never good to bring bad news. And Mr. Freeman's like, well, why was that important to you? Like, what does that mean to you? Because you know what? Art means different things to different people. And Corey, I mean, and Sean says, uh, I think it's important for people to know not to kill the messenger. And Corey turns around like, are you talking to me, Sean? <laughs> like, yes, he was. But how did you know? So we cut to the hallway and Corey is like, what did you need to tell me, messenger? And Sean basically is like, you aren't going to like this. You're not going to like me for saying this, but you have to promise not to be mad at me. And Corey's like, what? And Sean's like, Topanga went out with another guy. And Corey goes, um, so are you telling me that you're out of the, we're the only two people left in the world who think me and Topanga still have a chance and you're throwing in the towel? And Sean's like, yeah, I, I think I am. And Corey is like, all right, well, that's fine. And Sean says, so you're not upset like that, uh, that you don't have a chance with Topanga anymore? And Corey goes, no, I'm upset that I'm the only person any, who thinks that I do anymore. Yeah, he said it feels weird. And yeah. Sean's like, what feels weird? And he's like, to be the only person that believes in us anymore. Yeah. And then they play the music and we go to another scene. It's still in the hallway, but now we're watching Topanga and Angela. Um, Angela is like, so you really like this guy, huh? And Topanga's like, I'm in love with him. Topanga, you're doing a very bad job of communicating with your best friend here. Right. And Angela's like, um, slow down, Topanga. You spent a day and a date And with you had him. a kiss. Wait. It was just a kiss, right? And Topanga's like, yeah, that's all it took. That's how. It, that's all I needed. It was one kiss to know that I'm in love. And um, Angela's like, that must have been some kiss then. Like, what did it feel like? And Topanga's like, it felt like nothing I felt nothing and Angela's like wait what like you felt nothing and you're in love and she's like I felt nothing now I understand like what it's like to like like someone and kiss someone and know that I love Corey Matthews I'm in <laughs> love with Corey Matthews I'm 
taken and then the crowd goes wild wow yep and we cut to the park at night where Corey's spongebob bit i know okay that's me and me and finley do that all the time that's like our one like spongebob reference um cory's sitting on the monkey bars and um Topanga's is like what are you doing here and Corey's just like well i was hoping if i got up here on the monkey bars a pretty girl would come and save me and then we would fall in love for the next 15 years it worked for me once aren't the monkey bars the things that go like straight across yeah that's this is on a jungle gym yeah anyway we've been lied to this entire time well i think that in some places like some people do call monkey bars jungle gyms philly yeah oh you crazy philadelphians city of brotherly love more like city of monkey bars what does that even mean? I don't know. Anyway, what happens? Um, Topanga climbs up on the monkey bars next to him, and she's just saying, like, they basically hash it out that she understands now how he could go through what he went through with Lauren. And because she went through the same thing with Ricky. And as she's saying all that, Corey's also like, they're telling a story at the same time. Mm -hmm. She's telling him that she went to this date and she kissed this guy. And he's telling her that he went back to the museum to look at the painting. And he says, you know what I saw? Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) And then he says, and then I realized, like, I, I can't see that kind of thing on my own. I need you. And he explains that, like, I... I'm I'm not that kind of person who can just look at this painting and and have this huge important meaning out of it. Like I need you to guide me there, and you can tell me how you feel or, or what you see, and then it helps me figure things out. But like I need you there, and that's what makes us so good. Is is I need you, and and you need me to kind of get there. And it was a really well said kind of speech. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's like, yeah, uh, well. I mean, she be like, I don't really have details because it was the gist of it was I went on this date, I kissed this guy, and now I know I love you. I love you more than I could ever love anyone else. And then she like grabs his face and kisses him, and they're both very excited. And they look off into the starry night, and then we the camera pans out and shows them sitting like cuddled up on the monkey bars. And then we go to the post credit scene. Uh, back at the museum. Uh Sean and Angela are looking at a painting and uh, Angela's like, what do you see in this painting? And they kiss. And then like Sean flips her around so that she's in front of it and then like kisses her. And they go to the next painting and Sean's like, well, what do you see in this painting? And Angela does the same thing to him, flips him around and kisses him. And they get to Starry Night and they're like, well, what do you see in this painting? And then they put their arms around each other and stare at it because Starry Night (laughs) means everything to everybody. It is the most important piece of work in the history of the world. Starry Night is so profound and so amazing. And that's the episode. That's the episode. I feel like I should go first this week. Oh, okay. Uh, Alden? Yes? How do you feel about this episode? I... And I felt like it was important because I feel like you've been very annoyed with this episode. I love this episode. I thought it was really good. Um, There are lots of stupid mm, 
17-year-olds in love things happening in the episode, but it, it all seemed realistic. Like, none of it seemed unrealistic. Uh, and Corey finally stood up for himself, and that felt so good. And by the end, Topanga has a good point. Like, does it make up for any of the stuff that she's done leading up to now? No. And the part in the middle where she is literally manipulating him into taking a test to tell her how she feels or how he feels about a painting. And that's going to like, that was awful. And it made me very angry, but it felt so good to hear Corey like really go in on his thoughts. And at the end of that conversation, the way I interpreted it at least was him saying like, go out and explore the world. Like you need that. And once you do that, you'll figure out that you need to be with me. And I think that's a healthy way to look at a, an end of a relationship. Like you can end, I've you can end a relationship, and feel like we're meant to be. Like if you left me tomorrow, right? Fred just groaned. <laughs> um, if you left me tomorrow, I would be very sad, and I would think that that is the wrong thing to do, right? Like, but I wouldn't tell you you can't. I would say. Go, like, go experience the world. If that's what you feel like you need to do, go do that. And I would probably believe that eventually you would find your way back. But you have to kind of get to that point to where you can let someone or, or think it's the right thing for someone to just go off and, and experience things. So that I felt like that was where Corey got there towards the end. And even still, like when Sean was telling him, uh, Topanga went out with another guy. Corey wasn't upset about that. Corey was upset that Sean was giving up. Um, I don't think Corey and Topanga are right for each other. I don't like where their relationship has gone over the course of this series. Uh, and I don't like where it's at. And I don't like all the manipulation. Like, I do not think that they're right for each other. But I do believe that they're 17-year-olds who don't know better. And they're, they're still trying to figure that out. And I thought this was a good example of how things can go. We've had a lot of bad examples, and I felt like this episode was a good example, um, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I, I thought it was a really good episode. I, I have complaints about it, and it's definitely hard to. Like, we're parents of teenagers, and we've had a week where we've dealt with a lot of teenage feelings, and it's like, now we're going to sit down and watch real teenage feelings like it's not like it has been the last few weeks where we're watching things that don't seem realistic mm -hmm. this one seems realistic mm -hmm. and we've had the week that we've had with our kids mm -hmm. like so watching it makes it that much more like oh my god i can't i can't have more of this <laughs> but i think it was really good um i thought Corey was fun i thought i'm not fun i thought Corey was good when he stood up for himself i thought sean was fun like the the comedic relief that Sean had was great. I thought Angela was good. I thought the the flirting with the guy was a little over the top, but I mean Angela's good. Um and I thought it was a really good episode. I I don't think it was the best, but I think it was I thought it was serviceable. <laughs> Is that a good way to say it? <laughs> like I do think it was a good episode. I think it's a flawed but very good episode. Tanya? Yes. How did you feel about this episode? So I felt mostly the same. Really? Um, I absolutely loved this episode and I had complaints about it, but my complaints about it again were because 
the intense manipulation is so frustrating. Yeah. But again, it's realistic. And while you felt like because of, you know, what the emotional, um, the emotional work that goes into having multiple teenagers in your home kind of made it harder to deal with the emotional work that they were dealing with in the show I felt the opposite the Mm. emotional because I do a lot of emotional work with our children yeah and because of that I think I felt a little bit more empathetic and I saw a lot of I saw a lot of our oldest and Corey Mm -hmm. in this episode um in his like facial expressions and in his resolve of like it's whatever. Like, this is what's happening. And mm-hmm. and she should go off and do... Like, I saw a lot of that. Um, it was almost like watching the emotional work that I've put in as a mom mm-hmm. kind of come to fruition, even though it wasn't our kids, it was a TV kid. Right. But it, it would have been the reaction. If I had had conversations with Corey as his mom, the outcome of Corey's reaction to things is what I would hope it would be. Because he reacted well. He communicated well. Like, he absolutely articulated what happened well. Right. Um, And not in a hurtful way towards Topanga. He didn't manipulate her back. Right. Um, it was so important to me to see him open up and talk to her. And while she is still trying to twist things and play games, he is not falling for that. And instead of playing the games back or twisting things around to her, he opens himself up, tells her what he needs to say, and then is like, go do your thing. It's mm-hmm. fine. And that was so great. Yeah. Um, I thought Angela's part was phenomenal. Okay. Um, because as a girl who has had many friends that are girls, there is like that kind of like, look at this guy. He's really, really good looking. And I think what they were trying to show is that he was so good looking that like she couldn't like she couldn't control herself and how she reacted to it. Um, And it was very funny. And while I don't think it's necessarily like a completely realistic response, it also was this sort of like her and Topanga's camaraderie with each other made it kind of comedic to me. Mm. Um, I just thought Angela was so good through the whole episode, except for some weird tropey things that didn't quite fit, where it was like, why couldn't you just, like, let her be her? Why did you have to make her do, like, some weird tropey things that didn't quite fit in with what was happening? Mm. But um, otherwise, like, yeah, I love this episode. And even down to, while I agree with you that we don't necessarily think at this point that Topanga and Corey should be together, the fact that they are learning and growing together right. does not make their relationship toxic. Like, right. they are 17 years old, and Corey just learned something sooner than Topanga did. Right. And then Topanga said, I understand this now, and it took her time to get there. And this is what I've been trying to... This is literally what I have been emphasizing to our teenage children Mm -hmm. is that you don't know that much. Like you think you do. And it's that thing that all parents tell their teenagers where it's like, 
I know you think that these opinions and these feelings that you have are it for you, that these beliefs you have or these thoughts you have or these even these feelings for like your girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever that you have right now, that that is it for you. That's the ceiling. But you're going to be learning and growing for the rest of your life. Your brother and your sister are also going to be learning and growing for the rest of their lives. And the things that they think now are not going to be the things that they think and believe when they're 25 or 30 or 36 years old. And I thought that the most important thing in this entire episode was that these two 17-year-olds, who maybe shouldn't be together or maybe they should, but in this moment, they have learned and grown together right and it was it was very good yeah um so yeah i i loved this episode good that's how i felt good um anything else you want to say i don't think really thanks again to john yeah thanks again john that was so cool bringing eric to this episode yeah um we'll have links on our facebook uh you can find our facebook um, just type in Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World into the search bar and Alden will approve you. And Oh, and answer the questions. Answer the questions. So that we know you're a person. Yeah. I put up the questions and now we've had a lot of people enter without answering the questions. And it's like, I don't want to decline you. I feel bad. But I. that's why the questions are there. <laughs> Maybe we need another admin. <laughs> I think so. Somebody who doesn't feel bad for stuff. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, you can also find our video on our Twitter, uh, at BMG and BMW, uh, or you can email us and ask us for a link, no, I guess. don't do that. That would be weird. <laughs> yeah, just go on Facebook or Twitter, but you can email us if you want to. Yeah. At BMG and BMW at gmail.com. I was just trying to make a, a funny little transition there. I wasn't I, really. Yeah. Don't. I, mean, I got you. Okay. All right. Um, and also watch Invincible. Yes, yes, watch Invincible on Amazon. It's mm-hmm. so good. Yes. And also, read the comics of Invincible. Not yet. Watch the first season and then read the comics. Just surround yourself with Invincible. Okay, yes. Do that. Yeah, but watch the first season first, I think. I said I've told my friends, like, don't start reading it yet. Now that the show is coming out, watch what's coming out. That way you can kind of... In- in uh, enjoy the ride Mm -hmm. and then read the comics he has also told me that i've read all the comics so i don't know (laughs) why he keeps telling me that like wait until the first season is over and then start reading it i've read the whole thing already well but i think it'll make rereading it better after the first season i don't think so i think i just want all of the invincible all of it right now yeah well you don't have any of it so um (laughs) We don't have any of those comics that we used to have. Anyway, uh, we're going to have to get them. So, anything else you want to say? Um, nope. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, we can't wait to go through another episode with you next week. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 5, Episode 20. Do good. Class dismissed.